Hey Tasmania, get crazy because the Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming to your area of planet Earth. Saturday, April 6th, Launceston, Theatre North. Sunday, April 7th, Hobart, Theatre Royal. We'll see you there. And Melbourne, you can also get ready to dance because we're at the Hallam Hotel the 2nd of March, 2024. Tickets are all selling fast. Get your tickets on rewind80sband.com. had the biggest chat. We can't shut the fuck up. We've been having a big catch up here in the band room. All three of us. Because we haven't seen each other for ages. No. I mean, we talk every fucking week and most days like messaging. But these guys just got back from tour. They're they're halfway through their tour. Not even halfway through, quarter of the way through. And so they're back this weekend playing in Melbourne with Pseudo. And we thought we'd have a little catch up tonight. Yes, Mm. a good one. And we're going to do, we've both watched this show, mm-hmm. Greatest Night of Poop. Yeah, The Greatest Night of Poop. <laughs> it's about The Greatest Night of Pop, but That's we right. didn't want to get sued, you see. That's right. We want to make sure that you you know who we are. Yeah. And um, I liked it. It was great, wasn't it? We're talking about the Netflix documentary yes. about We Are The World and the writing of that song and by the group USA for Africa. That's right. So we're going to talk about that tonight. That's going to be the show. It could get funny though because a lot of funny dynamics happened that night. Yeah, yeah. So we're making this a two-part special. Yeah, because then we're going to look at the 1985 American Music Awards where everything had to be secretive. That's right. And everyone had to go and celebrate nothing after their award. It was like sort of two – it was like – like an ev- an extension. That day was just an incredible day for music in, mm. the, in the American music, and industry. it was a really healthy eighties time. It was with artists bang smack in the middle. And I think it was January twenty eight, nineteen eighty five. Yeah, it was absolutely. And the thing is, 
we don't see music like that anymore. No, that's right. And the quality and, and we the were talent young. of the artists. And we were young, so yeah. this was bringing us up. Yeah. Like a fucking iPod does with kids nowadays. Yeah. What do you call the things that are square? iPad. iPad. They get they bring up kids nowadays. We were getting brought up by the American Music Awards. Oh, totally. No, we got brought up by music. You and, know what I mean? And our I've, family. I've, I've talked to uh, kids at school because I'm working in this high school now. Mm. I've talked to the kids at school um, about how their, I mean, their portal is the internet. Our yeah. portal to the outside world was music, very much so music. Mm. Kids lived and breathed music. Not that they still don't but it's just a different kind of relationship to it. It is. It's more you know? of a. You're not choosing who you want to listen to. You're looking at something on TikTok that's sort of the big thing. Yeah, yeah. And you it's know. much more passive and expendable these days. It it's is. it's like music's a bit more like fast food. Whereas to us growing up, oh, it was magic. just like we savored every fucking bite, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. We just knew everything. And and it was like every little piece of info that we got was just like gold. You know, it just, yeah, it meant so much to us growing up. It did. Now, I wanted to wish you happy birthday. Thank you very much. I had a beautiful birthday. And I know we talked about this last one. Yeah. But you had a great birthday. Had a great birthday. Open your birthday present that I gave you. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You guys have got a birthday present for me and they gave it to me when I walked in the door. And I hope you already don't have it. If you don't. I will keep it and get you something else. <laughs> no, I'll have a look. So I'll, I'll just lie. And this yeah, is in lovely. the theme, really, of what we're talking is that about. Right? School. Well, it's a when did it's you go a out and part get of the this? Theme. You shouldn't have spent. No, oh, get out of my, here! You're fucking Are you okay with that? Kidding me? Isn't it the best? Oh my god! I was going to get this for you. No, oh, well, I got it for you. You've got this, haven't I've you? I've already got it. Yeah. Oh my god! This is fucking beautiful. Do you love it? Guys, they got me Prince's Love Sexy. They've got the album where he's like naked on the front. Yeah. Sitting on a big lily. I know. And the album's great. It's just so fucking beautiful. And it's in the one song, remember? I can't believe you've got me this. Oh, yeah. That's right. It's one big. Yeah. That's right. I forgot that about this. Well, I don't know whether they've cut it up on this new release or new issue, but you, to find Anastasia on the record, you would have to play. The whole record, or yeah, get you'd scratch it. You yeah, know? yeah, that's it. But it's good from no, like it starts really funky and it's just awesome. So we've got, I know we've got Al- Alphabet Street, yep. Glam Slam, Anastasia, yep. Dance On, yep. Love Sexy. Yeah, when two are in love, I wish you heaven and positivity. Positivity. And everybody goes on about you know. Have you had your wheat picks today? Prince writing. Where did Prince writing come from? You know where I reckon yeah, it comes yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, interesting, isn't it? You know where I reckon it comes from? Him writing his own set lists. Because it's what you do when you're writing a set list. You don't write why are you, you do a you. That's true. You know what I mean? Because you've only got so much room and, and it's on the floor. And what you, do we do that because Prince did it? you got to kind of glance down. Oh, I maybe, don't know. Maybe. What, chicken or the egg? But this is, this is fucking beautiful. I Thank hope you, you very like much. it, honey. Yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. That's for your birthday. And you shouldn't have spent that kind of money don't on me. Don't be stupid. $64.99. what's money, mate? Is nothing. You shouldn't have spent $64.99 on me. Oh, did I fucking not say, <laughs> did I? T- <laughs> that's really unlikely. You shouldn't have actually. That's, that's unlike too much, me to baby. leave a fucking price on. That's such a nana thing Don't to be do. Stupid. That's so beautiful. It Thank is nana. You. 
God, sorry guys, I'm going nana. <laughs> um, no, you, you need that album for your thing. I was just hoping you didn't have it because a couple of years ago I got your Purple Rain. You did, that's right. But this will go with the set, You did, yeah? no, this is beautiful. And like I've said, it's impossible to get Prince albums secondhand. It's yeah. possible to get sort of first editions. Yeah. This is so beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, I no, love you love it. it. Oh, my God. You'll that's love just it, made my night. Oh, I've had a good. really beautiful birthday. That's good. Because um, we weren't here. We were in New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, amazing. What did I do? I went out to um, a venue that I love in Collingwood called the Panama Dining Room. They used to do amazing uh, dollar oysters and we used to go in oh there like my God. put 40 bucks down on the bar and get 40 oysters. Oh, wow. And just play pool all afternoon. 40 a dollar oysters is cheap. Yeah, that's it. I know. It's not fucking I, not I, dollar anymore. When you didn't come to Queensland with us when we did Rewind 80s at Gladstone, mm. Dulles and I had about 40 oysters between us and the oh, boys wow. are like, ew, what you? <laughs> we just felt like twins. And then you're all sexy because it's an aphrodisiac. Well, whatever. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we loved it. Yeah. That's what we have in common is oysters. And then we went to Messina, which is like the best gelati in Melbourne, mm. just below. Mm. And and I was in my element. I used to live in Collingwood. I fucking loved it. It was good to be back there just for a moment. Yeah. It didn't – it made me, you know, not mind that it was my birthday because it's always a bit confronting turning a year older. But, look, I was surrounded by my family. It was lovely. Mika really spoilt me. Um, and then I got spoilt again for Valentine's Day yesterday. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, because I messaged Mika to find out what aftershave you would like and he goes, don't get aftershave, I've just brought him a whole lot. Oh, yeah. And I went, all right, it'll be vinyl. Yeah. And I thought, well, it doesn't matter. That is so brilliant. I, I won't Whatever, be able to vinyl. stop looking at it. Yeah, she's beautiful. I want to take it to, to school but I'd get in trouble for that one. Yeah, because he's naked. Isn't he beautiful? Yeah. Do you know who fucking ripped that off? Freaked out flower children. Oh, they did too. In the 90s. They did too. Shit house. Absolutely. What a fucking scam. I just love the one purple flower up behind him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sitting on a big He's lily. fucking doing the Roger Rabbit, hiding the bits. And don't you love the how the, the stamen of the lily looks like a penis and it's down there like penis area? It was a shock, that record cover, you know, when we were little. Oh, yeah. We were like, why is Prince naked? Oh, that's kind of cool. But it was it, – it's sort of – the way he's posing as well, it's like how sort of female sculptures were posed in like classical art and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's right. Because Prince did something that – like Prince was talking about sleeping with women and all of that, which other rock stars were doing, but he was also making himself the object of desire. Yeah. So he was making himself like the woman as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and this was part of that. The, him, totally. Him sort of – you know, looking away out off shot so he could be gazed upon like, you know, one of those beautiful sculptures of classical time. And Prince is a huge issue for this show we're doing tonight yes. because he never turned up. That's right. It was huge. Yeah. Shall we dive into it? Yeah, I think we God, should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we open the show with the track, of course, We Are The World. It's quite beautiful. It's, you know, it's very um, – If it, I, I'm not sure if it was – if it was not attached to a greater cause, if would it would have got hit? swept up as as just a, a hit, like a okay. super band hit, you know what I mean? I totally agree with you. Yeah. Jackson does that thing though in the bridge where the fucking melody is. Like 
Unbelievable yeah. melody. It's like a finger up the ass. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Should be the song. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. And he and does that, that in Say Say half, Say. He does that in all the shit he writes for other people. Yeah. That second half was meant to be Prince, remember? That was meant oh. to be them like having a little dueling vocal because right. it was all about the two greatest rivals in music coming together for a good cause. That's right. That's what it was meant to be yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But I What don't transpired know. was just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it opens up with the song. Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson have obviously written the song. Um, Lionel Richie probably taking it a little bit more seriously than Michael. So, I mean, Michael, I mean, Lionel in the, in, in the actual doco uh, Greatest Night in Pop, um, which which this will be a partial review of as well because we're, yeah we're, that's right we are know, yeah, yeah. Um, Lionel, you know Lionel I guess is the main source because he was so very central to it and because yeah Michael's not alive anymore and um, that's right yeah so it's it, you know it starts with a sit down with, with Lionel um, he's so, he was talking about how his solo career was really exploding at the time. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not sure who called who or who did what first. I think it was back in sort of December 23 of the That's year before right. in 1984. Yep. Um so Ken I think Ken Cragen um who's this talent management mm-hmm. in, in charge of this big talent talent management agency. He met with Harry Belaf- Belafonte. So Harry Belafonte um by that stage, everyone thinks of Harry Belafonte as the Banana Boat song man, yeah? In the He's US. An actor. Yeah, that's right. And an actor as well. In the US, he had sort of moved up the ranks from that so far that he was he was more like a sort of activist and a cultural figure. So he was he was mates with Martin Luther King and Sidney Poitier. And for the black community, he was so very he was like a god, you know? And totally. um it's like he he was a sort of Obama or an Oprah. Of back then, you know what I mean, and less media coverage. Yeah, that's right. So this yeah. is a stronger personality. Yeah, that's right. It's done it organically. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think the the main thing for Belafonte was he saw what happened with Band Aid, like you know, the month before as it was happening, all of that. It was happening sort of around that time and just before, and he thought, like, isn't this wonderful that sort of all those. English people, all those white people uh, uh, helping, helping out the black save, people. That's right. What about that black was a people big helping statement. out the black people? That's yeah? right. So this was the main point of difference between, I guess, Band Aid and We Are the World was that cultural difference. Mm. It wasn't just about Britain and the USA. Mm. It was about the sort of the the, the sort of racial stance as well. Mm. So so um, Belafonte was talking to Ken Cragen. And he actually contacted Lionel, who was like on top of the world at that time. Mm. And Lionel was hosting the AMA Awards that year. He basically said, like, let's do something similar. Yeah, let's do something similar. Let's see what we can do. Who are we going to get on board? Lionel sort of, it was was sort of the three of them, Belafonte, Ken Cragen and, and Lionel. Lionel then thought to himself, look, if we want a hit that's going to sell, we need to get Quincy Jones on board. Quincy mm-hmm. Jones was the next person. Mm. Quincy Jones at the time had, you know, worked with Michael Jackson and a hell of a lot of people as well and he just like could not do wrong. He was like a god no, of No, that's right. You know what I mean? Um, 
and then they, you know, those those three were sort of talking, and then they thought, like, who are we going to get on on board to write it? So initially, before it was anybody else, they wanted Stevie Wonder. They mm. all call Stevie from the oh, back of the limo. Oh, this is hilarious. They call Stevie, and and Stevie was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took the call, but said, I'll call you back. And I thought he didn't take the call. He took the call, but he said, I'll call oh, you so back. Oh, so he but found the phone on the floor? Well, remember it was. Um, I was a bit concerned he didn't. Did anyone think of that? <laughs> that he couldn't yeah. find his phone for a while? It just kept ringing out. Yeah. He's thinking, where are the I mean, fuck even though the hearing's that? a lot. But, like, I was a bit concerned that maybe he'd lost his phone. It's here. Is it? Oh, no, that's the remote. Oh, no. What's it? no? Oh, oh, hello? That's my dick. That's- yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I just thought of that. I went, well, hang on a minute. Maybe, just Maybe he lives it. on his own and he couldn't find the phone and it was on silent or whatever. Look, I think, I he, think useless, they, I he think. took the call and um, said he would call them back. And they all said, well, you know, with Stevie that he'll say he's going to call back, but it'll happen on his clock. Yeah. You know, so they're thinking, like, okay, well, he's on board, but he will call us and back. And there is always a Stevie Wonder in every situation of life. And you can tell, like, just because just because of the fact that you've got like Lionel and Quincy and Harry Belafonte, the first per- when they they're like, "Who are we going to get to write this hit?" They think of Stevie Wonder. You can tell that just because of that alone, Stevie Wonder is like so highly esteemed at oh, that time. Incredible, for, yeah, for songwriting and for his genius and all of that yeah. shit. So they've got him, and then they're like, "We can't quite pin him down." Quincy then. Recommends Michael. He said, "You know, I'm talking I'll to Michael. Tomorrow, yeah. I'll see him tomorrow. Let's get Michael on board." Michael's like, "Yep, you know." Michael's a Virgo. He's organised, and he's all about charity. He's all yeah, about charity right as well. So it's he was very sort of in Michael away. the song. Absolutely, you know, stars in the sky and help the children. Yeah, elements vibe. and yeah, that's mm. right. It is very Michael the song. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I love how Lionel. Talks about the template. Do we want it to be like this? Oh, I love like an that. anthem, and I that's really that. an interesting way to look at the song because you have to template it. Are you right there with the fucking fridge. Fucking making popcorn. Oh. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the fridge in the background, guys. Um, basically, I found that interesting that he had three templates because yeah. that's exactly how you have to think. It is, and it was interesting listening to the templates of the as the music because the per, the first one was a sort of like a like a rhythm and blues based mm. kind of hit, like Baby a, something a bit shit. faster. Yeah, and then there was something sort of much slower and wider. Yeah. Um, like like a national anthem kind of vibe. Yeah, more the American anthem I think he played. Yeah. yeah. And then they came up with a tempo that was um, dun, 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 which is that sort of rural Britannia yep. that, that, which is always associated with, uh, you know, royalty. Big songs. And, yeah, well, that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So and that was their first template. I think sort of We Are The World's a little bit slower than, than that in the end but that was their sort of working template. And... Um, that's what sort of Michael and Lionel started talking about. That's what they were working to. Um, but there was so much going on. Like it, like Lionel talks about it being like utter chaos oh. at the Jackson house with the fucking animals and the snakes. I know, right? And the, yeah. the, the, um, the bird fighting with the dog. I thought that was yeah, fucking Yeah, that hilarious. was great. Yeah, the bird fighting with the dog. Because Lionel could hear it's like. It's fucking TikTok in the 80s. Yeah. But like in Jackson's house. Fucking mental, yeah. mental territory. Yeah. And and look, I've 
I've heard different interviews where Latoya, because she was sort of Latoya and Michael at the time were inseparable. Latoya has said like it was mainly Michael that ended up writing the song. And I thought, yeah, well, of course she's saying yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, you got to have someone stopping the fucking snake in the room, and well, you got to have someone sort of just not um, as chaotic. Just steering it and making it happen as yeah, well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing and that's coming from Latoya though. Yeah, exactly and right. And Latoya's been steered her whole life so she wouldn't know much about that. No, that's right. I have a feeling Lionel was very much in charge. Yeah. And Jackson was like, hey, do you want to eat lollies and shoot fucking pinballs? Yeah, yeah. Like I think and Lionel would have been as, Jackson. As they, as they said it, it was – Lionel that came up with the mel- the falling melody. Yeah, oh, that's him. Jackson liked that and, yeah. um, you know, he liked that straight away and then put the we are the world. So it actually started with that first line of the chorus and it all branched that's out That's right, there. which is yeah. how you write really good songs. Well, it is, yeah. Because you've got a strong chorus. The thing is Lionel had the three chords and I think Jackson is a – he does everything with his mouth. He doesn't know music – like tech. This what is the thing. It? He's not an instrumentalist right. as such. But he, he's he incredible at layering. That's right. Yeah, like a so master I think beatboxer. I, from my perception, I reckon Lionel's done three chords and Jackson's gone, oh, we are the world. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's how it happened. But I would not say Michael, I think it was 50 50. Yeah. But that bridge, definitely Michael. What I liked is the sort of dynamic, dynamic between them because, like, Lionel explains it as. He was coming out of the Commodores, Michael was coming out of the Jacksons and they were both enjoying these like amazing solo careers. I was like, yeah, that's Oh, Lionel was fully babysitting. Oh, yeah. Fully babysitting Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had the new manager. He left the Commodores, had the new manager. Michael, I don't know, would have been Freddie DeMarne, I'm not sure. By then, yeah. But yeah, he's totally babysitting. Michael's childlike energy comes across with this interview with Lionel. Yeah. And then remember when he said not when when the snake came out in the bedroom and Lionel said, um, not for this brother man, like, you know. What did he say? He so said, they're, they're, they're trying to write it, trying to fucking concentrate and Lionel you says can hear the you can hear this like <laughs> Yeah. And like <laughs> fucking these albums fell over and he looked over yeah. and there's this massive snake. He goes, and, oh, my God, I found the snake. Him. I lost yeah. him, Lionel. I, he used to call him Lionel. Lionel, that's yeah. right. I lost him, Lionel. He's come out because he heard us singing. And then he's patting the snake's he head. He really hello. loved the snake. Yeah, he wanted to say hello because yeah, he heard yeah. us singing. He heard us music. Yeah, he Let's play some Lionel Richie and have a little ya. break. Here we go, Lionel Richie, all night long. Forever, come on and sing along. 
Jumbi jumba jumba la ba. Okay, let's uh, talk about that. How they wanted to put the Swalami shit. Okay, in. so we'll get there Is eventually. It we'll get, no, we'll get there eventually because we've got to talk about the element that element of um, Stevie Wonder. Which oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh my Can god! Can I just say though, I thought of us the whole time. Uh, yeah. Because I thought if we were a part of this, people would be running from us. Yeah. Because the way they were trying to control it and not let Quincy do it all kind of annoyed me a bit. Oh, who, like Lionel and, and Michael? No, 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 not Lionel and Michael. But Cindy was pretty full on. She wanted to fucking have – but who wanted the bloody different language in it, which doesn't make sense? With Stevie. Right, yes. Yeah, so Stevie's we'll get to that. Up. We'll get Sorry. to that. So, yeah. so but, the, yeah, yeah, very good point. So so um, they wrote this – they wrote the song something like eight days, no, ten days out they wrote the song. Ten days out from the AMAs and the recording, mm. they wrote the song. Fucking incredible. Mm. Two days later they're putting down the demo so that it can be distributed to the artists that they want to get on involved. Tape. Try to get them, you know, and they got Michael fucking, you know, singing the demo on Lionel and everything. Now that for me is scary, that thought, because... There's 50 tapes going out. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to tell people what's happening? Where are those fucking tapes now? That's right. Yes. They're not in my house. No. They would be worth fucking millions. That's right. And the thing is. And they probably just got shoved up someone's ass. Everyone kept their mouth shut about it. Yeah, this is the thing. This is really incredible. And we know from being on TV scenes You've got to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Because it ain't going to happen for four months. Yeah, yeah. And I've got three <laughs> fingers up. Or else yeah. you'll fucking. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll do this. Yeah, no, anyway, I, th- I thought the, the tapes was interesting. Yeah. I so wouldn't have trusted anyone like that. They got the demos. They're recording the demos at the fucking studio with Quincy. Stevie Wonder turns up. Yeah. Fucking black Stevie man's Wonder time. fucking turns up, yeah? yeah looking of for course. the you know, looking for the yeah. exit. Or whatever <laughs> he's doing. And looking and, um, for the fucking phone. Yeah. That he didn't Turns answer. up, but he thought it was he thought they were writing it, remember? That's right. So he came up like with Noth- all these suggestions and at Quincy had to pull him aside and say it's it's been Nothing written. worse. It's been written and it's just Nothing like oh, worse. I know, for fuck's sake. You haven't fucking called back. Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, Lionel. It's not going to be to do a jingle, is it? This is the thing with artists. Although they're incredible. They are. They don't understand real life sometimes. 100%. And it's really very difficult to, yeah. He could have been abducted in the dark. Who fucking knows what happened to him? But it's like interesting that like just because you're sort of gifted as an artist, you're not necessarily gifted as an entrepreneur, you know. You're like you don't know. Yeah. That's right. They just they have staff to, you know, worry about that so that they can write and fucking tour and all of that. So, yeah, he he had to be sort of be calmed down sort of off that. They're, um, They're like. Sort of, they they record this demo. They're sort of getting, they're finalizing all the people. So like the roster, the roster was just fucking incredible of the people that they they were getting on board. And like initially, it was sort of the foursome of Lionel, MJ, Quincy, and Stevie. And they thought and like that chick. 
Who was the chick that worked at the agency? So she worked at one of the talent agencies and she was sort of, um, she was like getting everybody on board. She was and she worked out that financially they could get a lot more people there if they did it the same night as the American Music Awards. That's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. because they could, they wouldn't have to pay for everybody's flights and accommodation. Not even that, everyone will be in the one place. Just the availability, yeah. Yeah. Like because these people are all touring, like getting them in the same spot is just sort of. You can't even, exactly, and that's incredible that she's gone to that extreme. This is why the part two of this will be the American Music Awards. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So, you know, basically to come up with this roster, they looked at, um, they looked at fucking um, the the charts. So they got the charts and they just went down the charts. Okay, here's number two, here's number three, we'll call them. You know, and it was like literally I think the very first – one outside those four that they considered was Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Because Kenny, Kenny Rogers was a really big deal. And he I was. remember like thinking like, you know, isn't that fucking awesome that that um, country music is sort of re- represented like that with Kenny Rogers? Well, this is the thing. <clears throat> when we look at the next episode with the American Music Awards, country's all over it. Yeah, yeah, exactly And Kenny right. Rogers is all over it. Yeah, yeah. Now they um, – Flashing forward just slightly because they're, they're sort of getting people on board. This is the soloists are in order of appearance. Yeah, great. But, but they, have, um, they have the wider chorus. So on the night they, they basically tell everyone on the night, like their staff and everything, that it's at this A&M Studios. Out of all these studios in LA that it could have been – because they didn't want the press turning up. Yeah, that's right. Because they thought like if fucking Bob Dylan turns up and there's a mob, he's just going to keep driving. Oh, isn't he gorgeous? Oh, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, let's talk about him later. He was incredible. Mm. So so um, the soloists in order of appearance are Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Ooh. Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Dion Warwick, Willie Nelson, Al Jarro. Yeah, that's our that's our sort of big all. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen, Kenny Loggins, uh, Steve Perry, Daryl Hall, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes, Bob Dylan, and Ray Charles. Just incredible. Mm. The wider chorus included Dan Aykroyd, Harry Belafonte, Lindsey Buckingham. Yep. Um, and then there's members from Huey Lewis and the News, Johnny Cola, uh, Mario Cipollina. Uh, you had Sheila E, you had Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof, I'm not sure if he um, added a, a, a lyric. I think he just showed them a video and went, this is what you need he to sort feel of, like. He put them on blast. They didn't yeah. film it and they didn't show it in the doco, but he sort of put it on blast because they got catering. So they organised catering for all these people because they had just come from the awards and it's like fucking 10 p.m. And you know what? That's what you need to do. Well, yeah. Yeah. They've just come from the awards. Yeah. They want to get fucked up. See, Bob's just come from Africa. Like Bob's yeah. actually seen the oh, real look, thing. Oh, look, Bob was fucking. good in it. Bob shits me. I've, Bob shits me too. I've got to fucking admit. I know. Just down to he's the like. He's very narcissistic. No, he's just a miserable old cunt. Yeah, right. Even when he was young he was a miserable old yeah, cunt. Yeah, And, me why and fucking Quincy introduces uh, Bob and says, oh, Bob, uh, yeah, you know, oh, we're very lucky to have Bob, Bob Geldof here. He'd just like to say a few words. Bob goes, would I? Oh, you're kidding. Do yeah. you hear that? 
And I was, it was a joke. He's well, you're just not here like to get that your man. dick out. He just fucking, yeah, you're not here for a fucking, fucking modelling job, yeah, you fucking you... ugly cunt. <laughs> anyway, I'll get fucking anyway. in trouble for saying no, this shit. No, you won't. No, but, everyone loves our work. But then like Huey Lewis and then you've got the Jackson family, Jack, Jackie Latoya, Marlon, Randy, Tito. You've got Marlon, uh, sorry, Waylon Jennings. <laughs> Remember what happened to him. Bette Midler, John Oates, Jeffrey Osborne, you've got the Pointer Sisters and you've got Smokey Robinson. Yes. Instrumentalists. Ooh. You've got like some incredible instrumentalists as well. Um, I, I won't go through those guys but, I mean, you can Google it yourself if you like. But the thing is, so you, they get to fucking. Didn't they record it before they came in anyway instrumental wise? They they recorded some stuff, yeah. yeah they recorded yeah. sort of the the bait that would have been bass very track, messy. yeah, the basic track, mm. yeah. And Michael had recorded. Okay, so they tried to get as it wasn't much fucking done. Fucking Toto, anyway. Yeah, they tried to get as much done as possible before the rabble got there. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. just would have been fucking mental. Yeah. The big thing about recording is that. Like that and a fucking hour's gone past, yeah? The big Absolutely. thing about it. And especially when it's late. You're on to Sandboy Chips within an hour. Especially when it's late. Yeah. So you've got to get in there, you've got to realise what your goal is and you've got to fucking stick to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to say but a lot of the time creativity sometimes has to take a back seat to getting the job done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just does. So who were you upset with that didn't do that? Stevie Wonder. Yeah, right. It I fucking agree. drove me crazy. Yeah, he, I know. It drove me crazy. Stevie is on Black Man's Time. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. Yeah. I would kill him. I, I just think he's in his dreams. You know what no, I mean? He's, he's master blaster. He's completely... In an on another plane. Well, there's a lot of Piscean energy. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. He's fantasizing about shit. Yeah. It's like he's had a root and come to the gig and still rooting the same chick. But it's like it was I don't know, something's happening. It was very oh look, it was very egotistical. It, it was I've very egotistical, say, but just I is. just think he's some people don't mean to be like that. They don't mean to be they like don't. that, but they can't fucking help it. And you pick them up, and they fucking don't like it. And I've just been into—I've just been involved in too many creative things. Yeah, where you've got to get in there, you've got to, and I know, and you know, and and I, I thought of you the whole way through, like just as being having that double role yeah. of being in there and being a creative like Lionel, yeah, like like Michael, mm. um, but also sort of. Also being like being a producer and trying to push it through as well. well it's, it's very, very difficult. time mainly. But like trying to keep the vibe yeah, high and, yeah, and that's just right. like trying to balance all the fucking energies and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Not lose your fucking temper and patience. Keep yeah. your patience. Anyway. Keeping it exciting for people and comfortable. and So they get in. Once everyone fucking says hello to each other, they all start recording. <laughs> they all start recording and – like they should, they do the chorus parts first because mm. you've got to get the fucking meat in the sandwich. You know, you've got to get the bulk of the work out of the way. They just record everybody in the round. They had been organised by this amazing sort of vocal director and um, they they start recording. 
They record the sort of choruses and, and the sort of bulk parts. Stevie wants to get creative. I know. And he starts saying, we need some like African vocals fucking in here. shut up. Yeah. So they chew Gia. up. They probably chewed up a fucking hour trying to write. You never, I'm sorry. No, you don't do it on the spot. I'm sorry, but. No time. But. Stick to the plan and if you've got tomorrow, come in and add that shit as a BV after you've gone home and written it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't do, don't be writing like that in the studio. Hold that thought. Let's play a song. This Absolutely. is a great episode. Bitch and a moan, yeah, sort of we're just, <laughs> Jay and I have not organised this. Like we just ad lib, right? But we've come with the same set list sort of thing and sort of separate the notes same we, as notes. we've been watching it. Yeah, that's right. But we've written the same. Set and like list I said to you, if we were there, yeah, shit would have gone down. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. especially me, I would have gone. Can everyone shut the fuck up? Yeah. Listen to Quincy. Yeah. But you got to realise they're all star fucked about each other. Yeah, that's right. They and were quite this is what we talked other. about, the soul, the Collective Soul show. I talked about this mental health where you're working with Simple Minds and the boys from Collective Soul and yeah. you do freak the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm not fucking anyone huge but it is – imagine though, yeah. you know. But anyway. It's like one of those nightmares where you go into Coles and Naked. everyone you've ever known in your life is shopping in there. Maybe I wouldn't care. Maddie, Maddie gets worried about that shit. I hate people. I know, but I see people and just look at them and they wave and I just look at them more. Yeah, you're Dallas and I, mean, I are very good like that. You're good with people from the past. You're good with people from the past. Oh, if I don't speak to them, I, I don't speak to them. I just want to like run into the night. Really? Oh, I could eat in the same restaurant and they could be next to me and I fucking wouldn't give them the time of day. <laughs> That's the Scorpio. I just me. can't. I've done I'd it be before. I'd like climbing out of the bathroom window, sort of cutting all my arms, trying to get out. But, um, so we're talking about Stevie and his fucking 
Stevie wants to add African, like an African lyric. And people are like, oh, they're trying to humour him because it's Stevie Wonder. And and they're like, oh, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. Because he wants some writing credit. Some Swahili. And then somebody says. Swahili, that's right. But but the people that are going to be like. Aren't Swahilian. They're not Swahili. So you're putting, you're sort of like doing like an African. yeah, Yeah. You know what I mean? It's insulting. It's just sort of like. Not whitewashing, but blackwashing kind mm. of thing. You know what mm. I mean. So, so they wasted like ages trying to get this. That down. was very frustrating for me to watch. Trying too. to f- facilitate Stevie's genius idea. It's and not it's like, genius because do you know what? Want to be starting something, Mama say, Mama say, Mama kusa. I don't even think that's a real thing. And it's not real at all. It's not real African. So it's African he's looking sounding. to those two to get like a bit of support from them, but it's not real, dickhead. But like those two in their studios with their idea to do that is not in front of Bob Geldof that's just come from Africa and like yeah. with a start, you know, it's like you can't do that like whole cultural reappropriation and get away with Waste it in of front time. of all these people, you know. So it was, they wasted all this fucking time and eventually Quincy had to sort of crack Fuck the it. whip. And, and yeah. I forget who it was, whether it was Dion. Might have been Cindy kicked up a stink. No. It no? was one. No, it was one of the old hats. It was oh, like yeah. Dion. The old hats. Yeah, it was like Dion, or I don't know if it was Dylan, but one of them turned to Quincy. No, it was Ray Charles. Right. Turned to Quincy, and he said, "Like, right, you you know, you got to crack the whip. You got to tighten yeah. tighten this up." So yeah, <laughs> Quincy Quincy basically fucking stepped in and said, "I'm sorry, but we just got to keep going. Yeah. Like, we can't." But anyway, when they're arguing about the African and they're, they're trying to rehearse stuff and, like, get sort of certain lyrics and up and everything. Drive me nuts. Waylon Jennings freaked out, remember? No. Waylon Jennings, who's this kind of, like, you know, old country star, freaked out thinking what's this fucking African Cult mumbo jumbo. <laughs> like it could be voodoo. It could be voodoo. voodoo. I'm not sticking around. Yeah. He steps off the fucking things and walks out. Wow. So they've just lost yeah, somebody because of yeah. like this this spanner in the works. Yeah. That really shit me off. Yeah. No, it did me too. I was like, this is what this kind of shit leads to. That's right. And this is what I mean. This yes. is what I mean. As as wonderful as it is to be creative, don't be creative. I, I feel sacrilegious saying this. Do the creativity before. Pre-production. That's what it's fucking called. When you step into the studio, you are following a plan. Exactly, a map. And there is very, there is room for creativity. There is. But not like that. You should not be writing like that. No. I mean, look, I've done recording projects where, look, it was on my own time where we we booked out the studio for the entire, um, the entire week. We actually booked out, once it was incredible, we booked out this old abandoned uh, studio that they used to record film and TV soundtracks in. And, of course, because now they do it on a computer, this facility hadn't been used for fucking years. And, like, all old posters from, like, every fucking old 80s movie you've ever wow. you've ever fucking yeah, thought okay. of on the walls yeah. and this facility isn't used. It's in St Kilda. It's sort of um, – it's on Inkerman Street just down from the Inkerman Hotel and it's where like 10,000 book 
um, uh, recorded two two albums, mm. my old band, and um, we slept there. So they gave us the entire thing. We slept there. The boys fucking drank, did drugs, yep. day in yep. like, and whenever we like felt creative, oh, got up, fired yeah. up the desk, and yep. fucking did it. But we still worked to a schedule. You know what God, I mean? You have to. We did the we did the fucking. Um, we'd start at like midday and work into the night and about 10 o'clock we'd stop. Yep. Then if you wanted to be Stevie Wonder, <laughs> you could do that until four in the morning if you wanted Bumpy to. You know what wall. I mean? But yeah. you don't interrupt that. You know no, what I mean? No, no, that was a control issue that I just it really, really was. hated. It was him wanting to be, yeah. it was him feeling bad about missing out in the writing project. Yeah, that's right. But you're fucking, you didn't answer your phone, fuckwit. I remember working with someone, a photographer's assistant, Bill. Yeah. And he used to yell at me when I didn't pick up the phone because that could have been fucking 2,000 bucks. Yeah. Could have been 2,000 bucks, you bloody idiot. Could have been. And we you know what? We were saying this We're before, fucking best friends. Bill yeah, and I are best yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Because he could, because t- he was right. Yeah, yeah. He was right. That phone call that I fucking missed could have paid for the mortgage yeah, that yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Stevie, even my old man used to say that. Yeah. You've got, I've brought your mobile, answer it, it'll make you money. Yeah. And that's yeah. how you think. Stevie. These days people don't. No, they don't. These days people don't. don't answer their phone. They don't even, I have to ring people for stuff that's important. Yeah. No SMSing. There is not a culture of phone answering these no. days. No. The culture is about messaging and emailing and it's unfortunate because it's really bad. you get shit done at like quarter of the time, not even half the time, 100%. quarter of the time and you do not achieve as much as you do speaking to people directly. You just don't. Let's just play some Al Jarreau. He's the next one I want to talk about. Oh, yeah, the next spinner because in the works. he's a pisser. Fucking upbeat, isn't it? It's fucking upbeat and very drunk. I couldn't believe this. Kind yeah, no, I would be the same. Sorry, I don't understand. Shut up, Siri. Fuck, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Siri's an asshole. She just thinks she can hear shit all the time. I sit here at night and go, what the fuck's I mean, happened? 
I gave these guys a home hub. You might remember. I think I gave it to me on the show. She just as well. loves a chat. She just pipes in every now and then. Loves it. Yeah. Chinese. She listening. goes off the fucking anyone on TV. <sighs> um, so, El Jiro. Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> don't you? Um, El Jiro was a very big R&B artist, beautiful looking get you, guy. Get your tits out. Has, yeah, get your boogie down, right? Yeah. Drunk as a fucking skunk. Can't Couldn't believe see. it. And I thought this guy's fucking wacky. Like I'm watching the yeah. docker thinking this guy's fucking wacky. And um, he was a Mormon, um, came, came from Mormon church. He was, at, a pa- he was a, like a, a pastor and a singer in the Mormon church. At this time though or later on? Oh, no, not oh, at this God, time. Oh, God, I was going to say. So he's, he's just like Mormon church is out there. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all go like that though. And then they leave the church and it's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah vanity was fucking <laughs> the same. Um, you know, cocks every hole and then all of a sudden fucking, look out, fucking I'm fucking, I'm a fucking god. I'm a god. Don't do that. Don't talk. Don't call me sexy. Don't call me sexy. Anyway. I'm a lover of the church and that'll do. <laughs> he got like, I, I'll go back to the, the the fucking sort of order of appearance or whatever with the solos. He's like just after halfway through. Yeah, he's so a fucking. He, it was like his little coupling. So you had sort of um, Michael doing the first like, we are the world. Yeah. And, and Diana Ross doing this sort of. She was good. She was great. Very good. I was surprised. Yeah. At her pitch and her delivery. Yeah. Very they, good in the studio. They made mention that like they said like something like she was she was beyond the peak of her hit making years, which I thought was a bit rough. They said but when she turned up and people saw her there, they mm. were like, oh, my God, we've reached a different. I thought she was great. We've reached a different echelon. So that was nice. Like, that like, was. Like it was Diana Ross that made it like holy fuck. Yeah, no, it was. Diana Ross is here. Yeah. Anyway, so you had um, Donna Ross and then the next sort of trio was Dion Warwick, Willie Nelson and Al Jaro. They, they, um, they had that audio issue with Diane, uh, Dion Warwick as well. Yes, so the some, ghost. Something kept fucking feeding yeah. back and interfering. They sorted that out. Mm. But that sort of started slowing things down. It was a bit of, yep. bit of like, a, a, like a technical fucking slowdown after you'd had Stevie Wonder fucking throwing a spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah. Um, Willie Nelson was like fantastic. Yep, does and, it. And then apparently, like Al was freaking out and waiting for his sort of moment. In the meantime, he kept ordering like bottles of wine in and getting fucking Algero, ri- yeah, yeah, getting fucking written off. And he was he he had. What was it? Five or six words to sing, yeah. and he couldn't get it no, right. He couldn't get the. Pitch. He was fucking pissed by yeah. the time he sang yeah. it. I and, and which makes though. me think that he wasn't a piss head because they wouldn't have picked him for that. But I think he just got really nervous around people, and that can happen. I think a bit of that, but I also think that um, they've been at the awards. No, in the eighties, in the eighties, it's still the old school, and you could still get away with being like high and drunk at things. Oh, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have fucking yeah. mull up your ass and walk in. Yeah. I just, as long as I you're just, on time and prepared. 
Well, there you, know you go. I mean? Now we're all on so time. So no, nobody would have been discouraging him from drinking, I don't think. It would have just been, oh, whatever. I think he's very lucky he was on the recording. I think so too. I mean, it. the amount of takes that they did, like it's almost like they're about to yonk and him and put yeah, fucking, Yeah, that's right. You know, but they really couldn't Christy either. Christy in there. Yeah. Well, Christy, yeah, she'd be in the car park waking fucking Billy, waiting for Billy. So um, then you had Springsteen. Oh, Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. So Springsteen um, almost said no because he um, had just finished his tour the night before the AMAs. That's right. And his voice was just fucking shredded. Fatigued. From yeah. from touring. Yeah, fatigued. But he drove himself to the studio and like parked his Pontiac across the road and walked across, you know. Fucking yeah. incredible. I and love And you wouldn't have thought Bruce's voice was fatigued but it was. I don't think anybody... It just sounded like Bruce Springsteen. You know, like I don't think anybody when thought. When you see him sing it, he's yeah. having a really hard time. And that was painful to watch as a it singer. Was. It was like, oh, you but poor But if prick. you've been on tour for six months, it's fatigue. Yeah, 100%. Because his voice has been going for years. But you do get vocal fatigue where you really feel frustrated because there's all this air in there and there's yeah. all stuff happening. But um, I thought Bruce was gorgeous. Incredible performance. Yeah. It was an incredible Just amazing fucking That's what I mean. He's hidden it well. I wait for Bruce in this song. I really do. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I'm Jackson in the bridge. Yeah, I'm Jackson in the bridge. But but, um, MJ's vocals are so fucking beautiful in this. Yeah, they are. I mean, he did have the luxury of recording them the day before. Now, did he not go to the American Music Awards because of that? Because he wasn't there once. He did not accept an award. I don't know if it's because of this or because um, he was really he was generally very worried about overexposure. Really? Because, yeah, yeah. Because because Thriller had blown up so much, he was worried about overexposure. Because remember, okay. he didn't. He wanted to just write it. He yeah, he sang the right. demo, but for everybody. But he only just wanted to write it and step aside for everybody else. And he was really big on that. And they talked him around. They were like, "No, come on, you need to be in it." Yeah, you need to be in it because they were still big on um, Prince turning up. They were still waiting for fucking Prince to turn up. And speaking of Prince, let's have a listen to this little lady because she's got a lot to do with Prince. Here we go. Hey, 
there you go. Prince and Sheila E. Love Bazaar. There's our Sheila. They're both in there. Yeah, that's it. Can I just say I had something said to me by Sarah of Simple Minds mm. that Quincy said to – was it wasn't the vocal coach. It might have been the white guy. Who was the white guy that did – Oh, I forget his name. So they got this like awesome guy in to to um to sort of balance out the vocals and I can't remember his name. It was like a collaborator of Quincy's. Something. Yeah. And Quincy said you're not white to him. Yeah, that's right. That's what Sarah said to me. Yeah. She goes, yeah. You're not, you're not you're not white, dude. Have you seen yourself? Like you're not fucking white. It was the most bizarrest thing I've ever heard. That said to me as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's really lovely. I mean, that's fucking. It is really lovely. Yeah, yeah. I find it highest. Yeah. Of and and it was funny that Quincy said that because I think when they say that, you feel like, oh my god, this is amazing. Sheila E though was a bit used, do you think? Well, she said she felt a bit used yeah. at certain moments, you know, like she was the bait to get sort of Prince there. But she has I also. I don't know if that's the truth though. Well, she performed that night. She she yeah. was hot, mate. Like she Amazing. had performed that night at the AMAs. Amazing. And no one can do what Sheila does, man. Nah. No one. And I think Sheila's got a fantastic voice. I just think. And she was interviewed in this show, right? So mm. you see Sheila now. Mm. Who really hasn't changed that much? She's just a little bit older, but yeah. Um, I kind of get where she's coming from because everyone wanted Prince, and she was the up and coming. And they kept asking her, yeah, because yeah, you know. But they you're knew also that. rooting the guy, so you're going to get asked, aren't you? Exactly right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. Now they Lionel and Prince had spoken, and they were expecting him. Mm. Prince never said no. They were expecting him. Yeah. Like Lionel really felt that that um, Prince would come along. Prince would come along for a charity. But Sheila says that she she knew that he was never coming. Right. She knew that he wasn't going to come because and and they've asked her why since, and she said like because he 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 was freaked out about all the people. He doesn't like people. But yeah. she said something as well when she was a bit more candid, like you know. He thought he 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 thought he was a big shot, like she said. Like you know, he thought he well, was. He a big was, shot. but but it's like Prince has always held himself in very very high esteem. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Prince has always always thought that he was different or special, and that's okay. You know what worked that's for Prince? Okay, it did work. Prince, for Prince looked like he was shy with the big. Bambi eyes. Yeah, the big eyelashes and shit. He was fucking huge. Yeah. His ego was huge. Yeah, it was huge. That always works. Because he knew that, how fucking talented he was. Well, he was. And the thing is, Prince was never going to come unless there was a guitar solo. Yeah. Because he's trying to prove he's a guitarist. Yeah. People, and in the 80s he wasn't really seen as a guitarist, which is the fucked up thing. Yeah, yeah, it's strange, isn't it? He he, he wanted to do a guitar was. solo That's because right. he wanted to have a point of difference. He wasn't comf- He wasn't comfortable with the What the fuck is at that? the door? Oh, the pizza. Ah, anyway. Yeah. Um He wasn't comfortable with the the kind of politics that they were trying to pull as well, which was like matching him up with Michael. He wasn't interested no, in that. Of course not. Of course not. Smart. 
I really think that Michael was competitive with Prince, but I don't think Prince was competitive with Michael. I Prince, think they were the Prince same. did not need it as much as Michael did. Like, like Michael was the one, you know, we've talked about sort of bad, Michael writing yeah. bad. Michael wrote it as a duet for him and Prince. Yeah. And, and fucking um, Prince wasn't writing a duet for Michael. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. Prince yeah, didn't yeah. need it. Yeah. Prince didn't need to align himself with anybody like that. Yeah. I know. And I think. Having Sheila E there, she sort of represented him. Yeah, that's right. And he Although was cool he did with that. say, he did say. And he um, probably thought the song was shit. I'm sorry. He wrote a whole song. Cindy thought the song was shit. Cindy's boyfriend. Cindy didn't n- nearly David fucking Wolf turn is up. a fucking idiot. That fucking shit me too. I know, right? David so Wolf. So much. Fucking toxic. So, He's so a Cindy, dickhead. At the awards. Cindy nearly didn't turn up and she said to Lionel, I'm not coming anymore. Because the song was shit. David doesn't think because the Because the boyfriend good. thought yeah. it wasn't going to be a hit. This is another like, thing. Okay, so you think you think you know better than Quincy Jones, exactly. do you? Exactly, you fucking dickhead. You th- Quincy Jones is attaching himself to this project yeah. and you think yeah. you think you fucking know better boyfriend than fucking Quincy Jones. This is the problem. Boyfriends, Boyfriends girlfriends and girlfriends need to shut the fuck up. Me. Shut up. Exactly. Just fucking shut up. 100%. It he drives was a me crazy. Model in the fucking videos. Why That's are they always did. putting their two fucking cents in? Because it's they... not a hippie commune. No. <laughs> like it's a band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah. let's hear from you now. Yeah. No one's asking. Everyone knew David was going to be gone. Oh. He God. was a fucking knuckle. And she was incredible at this time. She though. was. Now, in the uh awards, she does a Prince tune. She does she? um Yeah, this is the interesting thing. Ah. So this night was all about Prince. Yeah. When yeah. you were mine, she does it live. That's right, of course. Right? Anyway, we'll talk about that in part two. Yeah. But the thing is, David Wolf was fucking a dickhead. And where is he now? Probably fucking. No, in the gutter. Probably Who cares? dead. The thing, maybe we should look him up and do an episode on him. Fucking star <laughs> nah. fuckers. Um, I didn't like David Wolf from the start. I felt it through the videos. I thought you were just trying to make yourself big. But that's what happens when you're porking someone. You start to think they're important. Oh, they're so important. Fucking David Wolf. How is he important? I feel bad for people who are actually remarkable. Yeah. That unfortunately draw Can't strength from complete losers. Yeah. It happens all the time. You look at like Amy Winehouse and, and Blake yeah. and yeah, Blake, Blake. The guy, and it's like Blake had no idea. He had total control over her. And she was fucking genius. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Remarkable person, and I'm you've got never this fucking like cling on. I hate and that. And you're energy. never like that either. No, and not that we're fucking Amy Winehouse or whatever. We're not saying that. But when you date someone, even at our league, where you do a cover band, yeah, all of a sudden they're fucking this band is shit because their girlfriend has said something or their boyfriend is not cool. Yeah, I found that really interesting that Cindy nearly gave it up as well because she was the highlight of this. See. Like, you know, when you're going out with another creative, 
yes, you do offer your opinion, but if I thought that it was going to hijack something, I have I, I you know what? I mm-hmm. have only done the, that once mm-hmm. in the past mm-hmm. with certain creative exes. I have only done that once. And that was that was actually after we separated that I did that. Right. And she got involved with something mm-hmm. and I was right. Really? I was right. I only ever did it once where I was like I don't I think I I don't know. I think that's I think it's beneath you. Yeah, right. And and the show that she got involved with, she came on sort of as a guest judge of a particular oh, show. Oh, I know what it was. No one would remember it now. I do. It was <laughs> I it, know what you're saying. It was it 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 was shit. It Horrible. was fucking shit. Horrible in the outback or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and like no one would remember it now. No one. I, I mean I was right at the time. Like so I don't I don't I can't see any of the people that you're kind of like aligning yourself with. I can't see them doing it. Like I I just you know what I mean? Yeah. But you've got this cunt. Oh no, we've been talking about this for ten minutes now. Sorry, guys. You got this cunt. With, David with Wolf, Lionel Richie, who is like emceeing the yeah, night. You've got yeah. this cunt out in the wings Doesn't saying matter. to his girlfriend, "Oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a hit." Yeah. How do you know? Yeah, exactly. What have you done, you fucking peanut butter eater? I just fucking, fucking Peter in the wall. Yeah, fucking Fuck exactly. Off. Go and join your fucking hippie commune, fucking dickhead. I. Yeah, he had no idea. No. He was the down – like she was her career, not him. Yeah. Very hard to establish when you're fucking dicky and poopy. Yeah. Sorry, dicky and pussy, not poopy. Dicky and poopy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no one takes no it up one the ass. dicky and poopy. Yeah, that's right. No one. Dicky and poopy. Yeah, no one. Who no. says that? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I'd Really sorry about that. It's I mean, all, it's awkward pussy. every time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is awkward and it hurts. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Dicky and Poopy. Fuck, I had too much champagne. Um, Dicky and Poopy <laughs> saying it's not going to be a hit. Dude, you're working with fucking trillion dollar producers. Yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> going to be a hit, but right? oh. thank God she took her own instinctual fucking behaviour. <laughs> That's how Mud got his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, Mud. we're going to stop laughing you. and have a little bit of music. What do you reckon? Yeah. Here People must be listening thinking. Oh, no, they're, they're loving this. Do what you want me to do 
Listening to Dickie and Poopy on the eighties montage. Gold FM, you're with Dickie and Poopy. Dickie and Poopy, fucking Gold <laughs> FM, Gold FM will be fucking ripping this gags show gags on the radio. I know, right? They do listen to this show, and we fucking oh, know you rip our shit off. Yeah, you fucking take all our ideas, you fucking <laughs> cunts. Get us on the show, we yeah, dare yeah. you. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking, we won't swear, we'll make it happen. Oh, right, I've done bar mitzvahs. And fucking pubs. We can talk to the king. Don't worry about that. And the kids, that. exactly. And the kids. Dickie and Poopy. Um, Tina Turner, always professional. <laughs> Just does it. I love this song of hers. I yeah, love, I love that song it too. It's um, my life. Private yeah, yeah. dancer. Yeah. Dancer yeah. for money. Dancer for money. 20 cents. 20. Hey, yeah. That's yeah. all I've got. Um. They gave her a beautiful vocal, didn't they? Yeah, lovely. They had her sort of like coming up low, you know, it was lovely. Yes, and he did that vocally, remember? He mm. said I wanted because he listened to everyone separately. Yeah. I, I did think some of the later groupings were a bit weird. But, okay. But then I remember, because I want to talk about Tina, but like Tina was, look, I, and, I, and I know from the awards Tina got a big cheer. Tina yeah. was a really big deal the underdog. at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, See, when with, they with her name. Um, Jackson, you're looking at the year after Thriller's been yeah, released. Yeah, that's right, exactly. So it's starting to fade out. Mm. So this is why Prince has sort of trumped him mm. because Thriller really had the year. It was just the leftovers mm. of Thriller. Mm. So I'm thinking he didn't go to the awards to stay in the AM because he was first in the studio. Yeah. From my understanding, I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I think he sort of got ahead of things and, mm. you know. Michael, I mean, look, some people are really good at doing stuff when other people aren't doing it and they're really yeah. shit at doing stuff when other people are doing it. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm. And I think Michael just knew because Michael's a player. He just wants to play games and talk about snakes. And he would have been very intimidated by this group. He would have been very intimidated by. They would group. have been intimidated by him, but he he wouldn't been aware of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, on some level, that's the thing. You're never aware, though. Even though you are. even though Michael knew what he had, Michael knew that he was the best. Of course he did, but you don't want to say that. No, but like and he you don't still want to think it because then where do you go from there? Michael you know? was not. Quite an adult, you know what I mean, and to be in no. the room with those big energies, yeah, that would have been full on for him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, what was I getting to? Right. So the big thing with Prince, yeah, and he doesn't yep. show. So they're like doing, you know, popping through these solos, waiting for Prince to arrive. They realise he's not coming. Yeah. They get to the point where it's um, Michael does the bridge, I believe. Michael does the bridge. So they have that beautiful – they have Springsteen. Yeah. They they then sort of juxtapose Springsteen and the, the husky sort of uh, post-tour vocal with um, Kenny Loggins who has a 
beautiful clean tone. Yeah. Then they've got Steve Perry who oh. had like number three song on the charts yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, and Range from Hell. Yeah. Yeah. And Daryl Hall who who kind of like. All the white guys fucking brought it, man. Yeah, they did. They really did. Yep. Yeah. Really black sounding. Daryl Hall's got a big. Um, Daryl Hall, when I watch him sing, I'm like, you're straining, but you don't hear it in the vocal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no. so much like effort in the face, but he hits the notes. Oh, no, he does. He's got a very good range. Then you've got fucking Huey Lewis, Cindy and, and – um, Incredible. Kim Carnes. Yeah. Kimmy Carnes was a weird choice because she's got nodules for sure. She had a lot of respect though um, I, and I think she was an early, I think she was like part of that first, remember there was sort of two main talent agencies they were dealing with? Yeah. She was the first sort of get after they got Kenny, uh, Kenny Rogers and she was doing a lot of writing for other people. Yeah, that's right. She must have been extremely professional behind the scenes. 100%. That's and really well liked there. and easy yeah. to work with, yeah. you know. In saying that, she wasn't a problem in the studio. Mm. She just sings like Rod Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I thought Strange, Huey was slotted into that spot because I think it was originally meant to be Prince from memory. Huey is incredible in this. But didn't they ring Huey in for a solo because he, he I don't think Huey, 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 I don't think Huey, was original. I think he was just going to be in the chorus because you know they had all those chorus oh, members. Oh, radio! They had like fucking Lindsay Buckingham. They had all the Jacksons. They had Sheila E. They had what Bette are you going to get out of fucking Lindsay? They weren't. I'm <laughs> in trouble. They like fucking vibrato. <laughs> Fuck that shit. But it's Lindsay Buckingham, you know. Yeah, whatever. But um, still fucking left. Bloody but they had Bette Midler, so they had like yeah, all of those people yeah, that's that true. they were never going to give a solo to, yeah. and they just let them go early. Um. And Hugh Lewis was going to be one of them. But when it became apparent that, like, Prince wasn't going to go, you know, um, wasn't going to arrive, they then offered that part to Huey. I think that's how it goes. Right. Huey was um, great. I did think the combination of Huey, Cindy and Kim was a bit strange. I didn't mind. Like she just exploded. Yeah. I think Kim was strange. The other two were all right. Yeah. Because there's a lot of darkness and light there. Mm. Cindy was incredible. The bangle thing you've brought up before on the podcast and how Mm -hmm. there was a spirit talking in the microphones Mm -hmm. that it was a bangles. Mm. Very funny. And the fucking earrings. (laughs) The earrings. Is it made bangles? Um, Let's play another song, have some pizza because we've got one more to play. I'm hoping this is it.
going to happen for years, but it's going to be very sad when Bruce Springsteen I was just away. thinking that. Fuck off. I know, I was. Because he looked older in the doco, but he still does three-hour sets, you know? Yeah. I was just I was just thinking of like how well-liked he is. He's not a prick of oh, a guy. Oh, he's an American tradition. Yeah. He's not a prick of a guy. Like people fucking love Springsteen. Loves, yeah, he's like American football, and that actually became the big moment. You know, it was about the boss meeting the gloved one. You know what I mean? It wasn't about like, you know, the king, king of what did they used to call Prince? His royal badness. It wasn't about like him meeting, um, you know, the king of pop or whatever. It became about, um, it became about sort of. Michael and and Bruce Springsteen because that you know they were the big they were the big Huge. sort of male artists of that and opposite time. yeah opposite yeah opposite energies yeah yeah now we're just about running out of time the last thing I want to talk about is another the weird most moment amazing Al Jarro no, no, no fucking going up to Bob Dylan Bob Dylan so they go let's through talk all of these. about Bob Dylan oh Bob Dylan mate gorgeous so Bob Dylan you know. Big sort of activist in music, always and had a been. Terribly, di- like a unique singer compared to anyone else. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Putting Bob Dylan in a cover band and going sing Jesse's Girl, the guy is fucking yeah. doesn't know what's going on. He didn't know what to do. No. On very. This. He didn't this know is how where he was going to contribute. This is where Stevie made up for his bullshit. That's right. Yes. So Stevie just knew how to unlock Dylan. Bobby. That's yeah, right. yeah. So, so uh, Dylan needed Stevie on the piano because he's a budgie. Sort of he's, he's a real, you know, he knows how to. Stevie does understand the voice, hundred percent. Oh yeah, he's an artist, artist in that way. Mm. He, he'd be, a, he'd, he'd actually be an amazing producer, absolutely, to work with. Well, yeah, because I reckon he'd he'd just have an intuition. Yeah. With other artists. Because Bob know? was getting very lost with the phrasing and it's not But what he didn't he know what he want them, wanted them to do because well, he admitted he himself. He can't understand it. He's not a singer like Kenny Loggins no. or Steve Perry and he just didn't no. know. But the face on him, like the whole blank. Confused. Confused like. It, might, it reminded me of somebody else. Who? Really? Don't you reckon? Oh, I think he's probably worse. <laughs> But I'm just thinking, I thought he was worse. I felt sorry for, um, as much as he's a huge, fucking hell, burps of city, <laughs> as much as he's a huge star, mm. Bob Dylan is very unique. Yeah. And you're getting him to do a pop song. Yeah. How the young thing But they this? wanted that. They wanted that. That's and he right. didn't realise. But he was scared. That's right. 
Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Like sometimes as an artist as well, you don't know what you offer. You know no, what I mean? No, you don't. Sometimes yes. and especially when you're like completely organic, which Absolutely. is what Bob Dylan is, yeah. you don't know how to play Bob Dylan. And you know what I mean? the insecurity you see in his face. Yeah, yeah. There was insecurity there that yeah. you're thinking, fuck this poor prick. Yeah. He wasn't a pop artist like no. the others. No. But we didn't want him to be a pop artist. And when Stevie went in and went, okay, sing it like this and, you know, that's when you went, Stevie right, mimicked Stevie. him, that's right. Yeah, that's right, he mimicked Stevie him. mimicked the vocal. Like fucking cocky. Do the, yeah. That's what they wanted. They wanted like. Who are you? They wanted like capital letters, Bob Dylan. They wanted like the stereotype of and Bob Dylan. And then he did it and everyone cheered. And they were like, holy fuck. And, and then he like, was like, oh, oh thank okay. God, that could have been a murder. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought Bob Dylan was so endearing. You know, because but he I just really love how the entire night he's fucking freaking out. But you know what I love? They fucking nurtured him. Yeah. And they fucking looked after him mentally. But this legend. Yes. They, they, they legend. nurtured him and looked after him. I this mean, legend of a muso. Pavarotti would have dealt with it better. Yeah, yeah. Bob was but just fucking Bob, lost. I love that Bob didn't try to sort of not be himself. He was absolutely himself. So Al Jaro came up and like was pissed and came up to him like going, Dylan, you're my hero, you're a god, yeah, you're an icon. Right. Yeah. And apparently Bob just walked off. Yeah, right. He's very Dallas, isn't he? Hey, I've got a new song, Israeli man. And then Dallas looks at you and yeah. just walks off. Yeah, no, it's not very good, yeah, is it? Yeah, no, not really. Um that's why I love her so much. Yeah, she rang not... me today, actually. It's been great. I love that. There's there's this old <laughs> there's this old story about Chris Martin. Chris Martin wanted to, you know, from Coldplay, yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to do wanted to do a collab with um, David Bowie, oh, and God. and eventually got David Bowie to listen to it and sat down and <gasps> played it to him, and they're both sitting there like Chris. You know, waiting for the reaction. Played it the whole way through, and, and Bowie's sort of like listening to it and everything, and and like you know, turned the recording off. Chris is like waiting, and Bowie like went, "Yeah, it's not very good, is it?" No, of course it's not. But just like you know, are you dreaming? You shame. fucking just really string eater. Oh, didn't, fucking didn't um, do much, did it? So Bob Dylan for me, I thought was just beautiful because he was out of his depth. A hundred percent. Yeah. But we didn't want him to be out of his depth. We wanted to – and the fact he, that He Stevie's, must have thought they wanted him to rip out this big vocal performance. No. They just wanted him to, like, be Bob but Dylan. But they didn't think of that though, did they? No. They didn't no. get that prepared because no. there are some – I mean, Cindy could have walked by the well, – you know, she could have been by the wayside as well, but because she'll grab anything, she I, went nuts. Look, I think watching this – I and as I'm looking at this beautiful, you know, beautiful sign photo of Cindy up here. Oh yeah, which Rip thought was me. She she Cindy is was completely aware of her persona, mm-hmm. and she was she was amplifying it back then. Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, I always wondered if that was really her. You know what I mean? Oh no, it's her. It's her. She's nuts. But she also turns it up too. Oh, 100. You know what I mean? Absolutely. She knows she knows what 
the now how would you be want, you know as Dylan I mean? watching her going, I can't do that. So there's different geniuses and different levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dylan's a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not someone you'd go, oh, you know, can you paint my house, Dylan? And yeah. Go, nah. Cindy'd be painting. It's your house. not like something he can switch on and switch off. No. You know what I mean? And the eye and the face on him was just so cute. <sighs> Confi- like you looking around like what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he needed to be there. But then when he got it, it was like, oh, is yeah, that all? Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, okay. It was and brilliant. And then he just rips it out. Brilliant. And that, that was it, wasn't it? Like it was sort of – that was um, that moment with Dylan when they got that. That was the big sigh of relief. Like, and oh, my God. I think they God. all clapped him because they wanted – because he felt so insecure. Yeah, yeah. And I think they all really nurtured Dylan. Yeah. Which is really – Bizarre. Yeah. Because yeah. you would think Dylan would be able to knock you out in the street, mm. knock you out of the park, but this is what happens with artists. Yeah, yeah. They're really good at what they do, but give them something a little bit different, they yeah. fucking lose their shit. Out of their, out of their league. Out of their league. They're, they're not going to be and like. And that's what's beautiful about yeah. Dylan. They're not going to be getting you off the desert island, you I know? wonder how many of those artists have actually written in and gone, well, I wonder how many release forms they got from these people. I don't know. I lo- do. You reckon this was release forms territory? Well, yeah. Back at this time, it would have. To- oh no, but I mean now today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. would have to go, Dylan. We're going to make you look like a fucking retard. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. I make don't know him if look- they knew what to expect. Like in because uh, I, I like. I was even surprised by how widely they were filming it and documenting the recording and everything. The dynamics in this doco yeah. is every dynamic you achieve in the music industry. Uh, it really is. Yeah. It's such a microcosm of if the entire If you don't know about industry. the music industry and you want to work in the music industry, really watch the doco. Watch this doco. Absolutely. Because you have leadership, you have alternative, you have fucking – Sabotage. Sabotage. All that stuff. Genius. You've got. Genius. Yeah. You've got like. It's it's an incredible Lack of time management. You've got. Lack of time management. Absolutely. Egos. You've got. Egos. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's all there, kids. If If you're a creative and you've ever like made even a partial career out of being a creative in mm. the music industry, yeah, it's like tear your hair out kind yeah. of frustration. Yeah. Sort of like, And oh some of it's really God. good. A lot of it's satisfying yeah. but like, yeah, there are moments of like, yeah. fuck, I've lived that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Especially if you've um, done it for 20, 25 years. Yeah. So is this part one? This is part one and I really enjoyed it, babe. I really love having you back in the band room. Yeah, it's great. It's um, really good, especially talking about this I knew about we this didn't kind of need shit. the doco in the background. I, no, I no, just no. knew because it was yeah, us. Just go for it. And it doesn't matter what level you're on as an artist. Yeah, yeah. You've done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have done this. Yeah. And you think, oh, my God, Stevie Wonder, just fucking answer your phone. Oh, my God. That happens all the time. Yeah, funny, isn't it? I never thought Stevie Wonder would shit me. He shit the bed. Yeah, shit in the bed. And it really felt like he was... Trying to find the moment to redeem himself and sprinkle Desperate. a bit of magic on there. Yeah. Yeah. Desperate. And I think that need. I just want to hit him. Yeah. I think mm. that need made him a nuisance. Yeah. Although, he, look, he did in the end unlock Bob Dylan. So Yeah, well, look, go. he did. Yeah. But it's it's not about 
what you do, it's what you've done. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't totally. know if that makes sense. I'm a bit drunk. But mm. what he did for Dylan was amazing. Yeah. And he was there for that reason. Mm. But I think that's the only reason he was there. Yeah, yeah. I hate to say it. Totally. Wasn't for the songwriting. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. for getting there on time. Yeah. Wasn't for delivering the chicken and tacos. Yeah. He couldn't see him anyway. Now I wonder if people like Tina, like doing the solo sort of early, she would have fucked off by like. No, I reckon they all played around. Do you reckon they just went in the side room and like chatted and ordered ordered drink booze in and stuff? Well, Tina wasn't really accepted that much in America. Like, um, I mean, I know she was huge but she went to a different part of the world because yeah. she didn't feel acknowledged. She would have loved hanging out with fucking Dion Warwick and stuff. Oh, well, Dion's Surely. all right. Warwick. Dion Warwick. Wick. Um. But anyway, great show. I love that's doing That's our show, show, guys. Good yeah. on you. Part, Part two, two next week. Which is a dynamic that you don't see. Yeah. American Music Awards that same night. We're going to mainly focus on that, which was And this was Jay's idea because he wanted to do the Grammys and I went, no, 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 mm. let's do the American Music Awards. Uh, it makes sense. I do want to look at Grammy performances in another show, but we, yeah. we just thought with the doco being out on We Are The World, we, we'd sort of look at uh, the AMAs, which was the lead up. Mm. Everyone thinks same the same night. award. They're not. No, they're not. That's All right, right, beautiful guys. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you to our Patreons. Yeah. Thank you to our subscribers. Mm. Coolest thing you can do is become a patron for as little as $1.50 a month. For $10 a month you get the extra episodes. You do. But it's easy just to become a subscriber as well. Please yes. like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars, folks, and write us a little comment in the comment section. That's right. Have we gotten any more um, fuck you, Sammy I, and Jays? I actually do not. No, we haven't got any fuck you, Sammy and Jays. But um, write us in. Write us in. Please I haven't do. really looked since we've been back with what's been happening, but we've had a few emails, but we'll ring them. We'll get them together. Yeah. Um, Guys, amazing. Your support is great. We've been in the charts. It's been great. Um, Patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage. $1.50 is all it takes to keep the lights on. And um, we'll love you forever. Yeah, that's it. We're not asking you to buy a record of We Are The World. We're no. just asking for $1.50. <laughs> but you can if you want to. Oh, yeah, I wonder course. if they still make money out of that. Yes. Yeah. Of course they do. For the, for the, for the cause though? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I imagine oh, then so. That'd be good. It'd be a like an ongoing fucking charity because they did a they did a twenty five year anniversary release for Haiti. Remember? That's right. The hurricane. Yeah. And it was wacky. I've loved this episode. I think it's our shows are just getting better and better and better. Yeah. We love it. Thank you so much for listening. And we got some big shows coming soon, guys. We do. If it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. See you next week.